All right. Grab your Bibles. We're going to do a shorter message this morning. So only an hour and a half. (laughs) Turn with me to Luke 1, Luke 2 and John 14. I just had this thought playing through my mind all morning. What other king leaves his throne? What other king leaves his throne? I don't know one. I don't know another king that leaves his throne. Comes down, becomes what he created. Oh. It's the most vulnerable thing that he could have done was become a baby. Like it's, it's, I mean, not only that, he became a seed inside of a woman. That's profound. Um, and, you know, Jeremy Riddle wrote that song, you know, what other, what other king leaves his throne? But it's such a profound statement that there is no other religion in the world that the king does in every other religion in the world, you have to go do something for that deity or for that uh, entity or for that thing. The, Christianity is the only religion that the, our God came down as a man and died so we can come back to right relationship with him. In every other, you've got to pay dues, you've got to do something, you've got to go on some retreat, you've got to do whatever it is, you've got to cut yourself, whip yourself, whatever you have to do. This is the only tr- true religion in that sense of, of that it, God came down as a man for us. He came to us. He left the throne of heaven to come down and model to us and get us back, get us back to right relationship with the Father. And I was praying about this during oh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, but I had this phrase... Um, most people have homes and are looking for life. Most people live in a home and they are looking for life. Well, Jesus has life and he's looking for homes to come inside. Most people have homes and are looking for life. Jesus is, has life and he's looking for homes. And if we go to Luke 1, 26... It says this, in the sixth month, now I, I want you to just rub your eyes, everyone just do this for me, alright, just do this. This is not a nice cute Christmas story, this is real. And I want you to look at it through new, new lenses this morning, through fresh lenses. Lenses. As Andrew said, you know, we sing Christmas songs and then they're nice Christmas songs, but when you actually break those lyrics down and you're like... They're like deep and profound, you know, they're deep and profound. And the familiarization of Christmas can sometimes be like, oh, this is just a nice thing that we do, you know. But, you know, for those that are Christians in this room, this is, this is the beginning of a new era. This is the beginning of over, not 12 years ago, but... 2,000 years ago, um, 
you know, Jesus came to start something that has never happened before. And so I want us to look at it through new lenses this morning. In the sixth month, the angel of Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. I don't know if you know this, but most, I think it's all the time actually when angels appear in the Bible nearly at all i think it's every time they say and they were afraid you know i don't think i think that says something about their size and uh just the presence and the aura that they carry uh where are we and the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with god and behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name jesus or emmanuel he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Go to, go to Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased, with whom he is pleased. Now turn to John 14. I want you to focus on that verse, overshadow. How will this be? I will overshadow you with the Holy Spirit, or God will overshadow you with the Holy Spirit. Peace. He came to bring peace, not as the world brings it. This is fascinating. Verse 18. You see the similarities, I believe, with those two verses in here. Verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he, who, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the world and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you, why I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send me in my name, he will teach you all things and, remembrance, and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. Verse 27. 
Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That word overshadow in, in chapter 1 verse 26, that word overshadow is the word to envelop in the brilliance of the Holy Spirit. To envelop in the brilliance of the Holy Spirit. And here, and then in, in Luke 2 verse uh, 10 there he says, um, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth to all men. And here in John 14 he's, he's saying to his disciples, I'm going to go, I've come now, but I'm going to go. And it's really good that I go because when I go, the Holy Spirit's going to come and overshadow you with his brilliance and come and make his home inside of you whoever wants that right and then he says this thing as he's about to sort of go off onto the next part he says oh by the way the peace that i give you is not of this world the value i I just wrote this down the value of something is not determined by where it has been, what it has been with, or what's in the bank account. The value is determined by what someone is willing to pay a price for. No one would pay a million dollars for this iPhone. If someone wants to, please, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, no one would pay a million dollars. Why? Because it's not worth that much. I have uh, stolen from the offering, um, or someone someone lent it. I don't know who. Get, someone just gave me this hundred dollars. That was a joke for the podcast. <laughs> just <to> clarify. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. I can spit. I can scrunch this up. I can put it on the ground. I can. Rub it in dirt. I can. It doesn't matter what I do. With I can. I can wipe my, wipe my bum with it. I, it doesn't matter what I do with this hundred dollar note. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep it now. No. It does not matter what I do with this hundred dollar note. This hundred dollar note is still worth a hundred dollars. And I just, I just want to reiterate, for a lot of us, this is repeat, we know this, but I want to reiterate, it doesn't matter where you've come from, it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what the dirt you've been through, it doesn't matter the circumstances that are surrounding your life, someone called Jesus decided you were worth his blood, you were worth him coming as a man leaving his throne, coming as a man to pay the ultimate price because you were worth it. Your value wasn't determined by what you'd been through, what you'd done, who you've been around, what's your past. The value was determined by what he said you're worth. That's my message. (laughs) That's my message. The message is, I want to reiterate to us that he left the throne so he could take up 
residence inside of you and I. He really thought it's a good idea that he would deposit his home in you. It's the, it's the greatest multiplication trick that the world has ever seen. It really is. It's genius. It's genius. You know, if someone gets an inheritance, the person they usually get it from has to die. You know, if I get an inheritance from my mum or dad, that they usually, it's because they're dead and I get an inheritance. And here Jesus says, greater works will you do. He says, it's really good that I go to be with my father because when I go, you're going to get me in the form of a spirit that will actually, we, he says, we, if you look at John 14, 18, he says, we will come and make our home inside of you. We will, your, your heart is the stable <laughs> in this Christmas story. Your heart is the manger. Your heart is the stable. Is there room in the inn? You know, not just for a little bit, but for a full enveloping, engulfing, overshadowing of his presence. I mean, that, that in Luke 1, what the angel talks about, the similarities between Acts 2 and the outpouring of the Spirit and, the, you know, the, and, the, and even Genesis where the, it says that the Spirit hovered, it brewed over the waters, that it overshadowed the waters. And then here the Spirit of God overshadows a virgin. I mean, what the heck? Don't let it be a Christmas story. This was a real woman named Mary who birthed the Christ child. She was real. I mean, that just... This is, our, this is the Christian faith. This is the Christian faith. You know, I chuckle when people say, Liam, I don't know about miracles anymore and I'm, as, as Christians. And I'm like, do you realize that your faith is hinged on a virgin, became pregnant by God, birthed a child, that child rose up to be the saviour of the world, died, went to hell, got the keys of the kingdom back, three days later in a tomb, resurrected, and then spent 40 days teaching his disciples about the kingdom of God, and then ascended into heaven? That's the faith you believe in? And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true, isn't it? You know, It's like that's our faith. That's the premise of our faith. Man, this is the God that we serve. He can do anything. He can take Liam, born of a one-night stand, father left when he was born. He can take that guy and do something miraculous only because the Spirit of God comes and lives inside of him. He can take your story that you've been through and go, I don't care about that. This is what you're worth. You're, you're, oh, but I've been through mud. I've been through this. I've been through that. He's like, I don't care. The value is still $100. And obviously you're worth more than $100. But the value is still $100. And it doesn't matter what you've been through. I'm willing to pay blood for that, to get that back to come and make my home inside of you. So, I want to remind us of that this Christmas, that we have Jesus, the resurrection, on the inside of us. He's the resurrection and the life. And he's looking for homes that he can breed life into. He even said so far, when you go into a home, 
Release my peace into that home. So if it doesn't find a place to rest, let it return to you. The homes, some of us are going into homes this weekend that not everyone knows Jesus and not everyone has that intimate relationship with the Lord that you do. And they might be the only Bible that they ever read. Might be you. You have the resurrection life inside of you. And I just challenge you this Christmas, find an opportunity to share the gospel in love, in deed, in ways, that, in, in the, carrying the presence of God. You good, bub? Okay. She gave her life to the Lord a couple of weeks ago. Did I share that? Led it to the Lord. It was awesome. But Jesus is looking, and I know there can be this weird, I'm just going to, I feel the Lord on this just for a second. I know there can be this weird familiarity with family that we're like, oh, we don't want to offend them, or we don't want to do this, or we want to just play it safe, and you be the judge of how you do this. You know your family better than I do. (laughs) He left his throne. He left his throne so that every human could know that love. Every human. And uh, I just challenge us as a church, as we go into our families, as we go into our friends, wherever we're doing Christmas, that we have that thought in mind. Jesus is the life and he's looking for homes to bring that life to. Homes, hearts, people. If you don't know Jesus in this room, I don't know everyone in this room, so I can't assume. He wants to come and live inside of you. There was this sickness called sin. There's this sickness called sin that is destroying people. And he paid the ultimate price for that sickness to be destroyed. He says he cast the sin as far as the east is from the west. And if you haven't received the peace... Not as the world gives. The world is trying to band-aid everything right now. Or has been for 2,000 years. It's like since creation. Looks for a band-aid. Looks for a... Oh, maybe, maybe my spouse will bring me peace. Maybe, my, maybe my, if I get a house, that'll bring me peace. Maybe if I have the right car, if I have the right job, if I take the right drug, if I, take, if I go on the right spiritual journey, maybe that will give me peace. But there's only one piece that can satisfy and null and void all others. And his name is Jesus. And it's, there is only one of them. There's only one. His name's King Jesus. And he says it's a peace. It's a peace that the world does not give. It's not of this world, this peace. And if you're a Christian in this room, it's a reminder for you that you have the peace of God that surpasses understanding. You have the peace of God that crushes things. You have the peace of God that can in the midst of circumstances where the circumstances look terrible and bleak and dark, you can have a peace that says, I can sleep in the boat. You know, I can sleep in the boat because I have the peace of God and there's a raging storm around me. I can sleep in the boat and when I wake up, I can calm that storm and I can rebuke it. And I want to remind us again that we're not feelers, we're believers. It's not just a, 
oh, I don't feel like it this morning. It's like, come on. We're believers. We're not feelers. I love feeling the presence of God. Oh, it's like, whoo, feels good. It's nice. Oh, you recognize his presence. You're like, oh, there he is. He's in the room. You can sense him. You can, you know, the Bible, Hebrews 6 talks about that we train, have our senses trained to discern good and evil. Who's been in an environment before where you're like, yeah, King Jesus just walked in the room. Who's, who's been in those environments before? Anyway, back to the, if you don't know the Lord, I want to just invite you right now, actually, we're just going to do it right now. If you don't know God and you want the peace, that peace, you've been searching for that peace, the peace of God, the Prince of Peace, the peace like no other, the peace that people in this room have experienced and tasted of and known, that spiritual journey. He wants to come and make his home. He wants to, if I can be cute, become baby Jesus inside of you <laughs> and then learn to, that you would learn to go on a, on a journey with God, that you would learn to have a, a relationship with God. The Bible calls that being born again, being birthed of the Spirit, that you're born of the Spirit and you're born of truth. If that's you, you're like, yeah, I'm just, you're, you're dying to, to get that, then I just want you to raise your hand where you are and while every eye is open because this is a family and, and we just do it as a family does it in celebration. If you've never done that, you've, I've said I've never made a peace with God, I've never asked him to come into my life, I would love to pray with you and invite Jesus to come into your heart. I'd love to just do it right now with you and, and celebrate with you. So that's you. Just I want you to just throw your hand in the air. Just chuck your hand. And we're going to pray. It's a it's a it's a like a bold decision, but it's not a it's not a whimsical thing. It's it's actually significant. All right. If you want to do it, and you just like, I'd rather do it in private. Come and see myself. That would be awesome. Why don't we all stand? Let's just fix our eyes. I, I just want to finish with this story. And I, I, I don't know why, but I really, I really, this might seem kind of left field a little bit, but I really feel the Lord on it. Um, I was just talking with a man. His name's Todd Smith. And uh, he talked about a service that they had in, in Dawsonville, Georgia. And he was teaching in their Bible college and they and Jesus walked into the room. And everyone fell flat on their face and they fell forwards, not backwards. Everyone fell forwards. And for a whole year after that service... At uh, that time, there was, there was no, uh, there was good services and people got healed, people got born again, incredible stuff happened. But he said that same presence wasn't in the room. 
And he just cried out to the Lord and he said, Lord, you know, the Lord spoke to him. I'm not going to share all the details about it, but the Lord spoke to him significantly about this move of God that, that he wanted to do. And but there was one thing that he said. He said, I'm looking for people that I can not just be a visitation that I can inhabit. And he, he used this prince analogy. He said, if you have a person coming over to your house for 48 hours, you might clean it spotless, move everything under the bed, you know, put things in the cupboards, you know, because you're like, I know they're not going to go into every part of the, the house because they're only here for 48 hours. And we can probably maintain it. Maybe those with kids can't, but, <laughs> you know, it's like maybe we can maintain the cleanliness of the house for 48 hours. But he said, if you have someone come live with you for a year... There is no pretending. They're going to look, they're going to see the mess. They're going to see every aspect of your cupboard. They're going to see your, your laundry. They're going to see everything. And he said, that's what Jesus was looking for in their church. That's what he's looking for in churches, in bodies, in people. He's looking for people that will say, I don't want just a visit. I want to inhabit the praises of my people. And he said the next Sunday from February 11th, 2007, uh, 2018, 2018, they've had a night service every night for 98 weeks and they've seen 1,200 people born again. In a very small church in North Georgia. You can look it up. It's called the North Georgia Revival. Randy Clark and... John and Caroline Art and Leif Hetland and a bunch of people that we, we know are, are all, they've like pretty much said this is a revival, like what's taking place here is a revival. And it was because of that one question. And he, he went to his church and he said, do you want to be a church of consumers and who just visit or do you want to be contributors who inhabit? And that's our, my question to us. That's my Christmas message. <laughs> I don't do I don't do those Chris, those cute ones. I just just let's just go for it, you know. I'm not against them, but I'm like, hey, he came, he left his throne, he left heaven, he left to inhabit. And I really believe I'm going to pray that Jesus would inhabit your homes. And Simon wants to pray for families. We're going to pray for families. I really feel that just that that the peace. The peace of God would inhabit your home and then that you can look to release that peace into any home that you go into over this, this Christmas period and beyond that. So, Holy Spirit, just come Holy Spirit. Lord, we don't want just a visitation. We want, a, we want a habitation. We want you to inhabit our praises right now. We thank you that you came as a, as a baby, that you overshadowed Mary's womb. Oh, thank you, Lord. Right now, would you overshadow our hearts, would you overshadow us right now? Would you brood over us right now? Hmm. 
And I just pray for those with difficult family circumstances where Christmas is not a fun time. I pray that the presence of God, the love of God, the peace of God that surpasses understanding would just crack through this Christmas, would just crack something open, that something would be birthed inside of people's hearts that, that as Jesus you know, said, he said, I want, he has the life and he says, oh, we want to not leave you as orphans and we want to come and make our home inside of you that people would see that inside of you and I. As we go into the shopping centers maybe and buy our, our last Christmas presents, where everyone else is impatient and everyone else is uh, stressed and his anxiety is high, that we would be reminded and stirred that we have the peace of God, not of this world that we have a supernatural peace. His name is Jesus. The shalom of heaven. We're just going to pray. We're just going to spend some time praying for people. And, and, and I, I, I specifically, if you, if you, as a family, you want prayer, I, I, I'd love Weeksy to, to pray for you. As a family, if you're like, oh, we want to just go up as a couple or as a, get our kids and just go and pray. And uh, we, we'd said we'd be done at it now. So I want to honor that time. But if you want to just, as a, as a church community, I just really felt this as a church community. I want you just to find one or two or three and agree with something. Because where you agree, uh, there it shall be. I just did a rhyme. <laughs> um, because I just feel like we need to pray as a body right now. We're not going to do the come out the front thing, you know, for me. But we'll just pray as a body, as a family. And just stir each other up. Be reminded of the good things that are inside of us. Be reminded of this season. So why don't we just do that? We just spend five, ten minutes or so praying. You're free to leave. Um, you're free to, to go. Well, I think a few of us are going to go and have lunch somewhere. You're welcome to come join us. Um, I don't know where, but... We can find out at the end or if you've got family things to go on, on to. But let's just pray. Let's just get around each other, pray. I really feel that God's going to stir. And I really believe that he's asking that question. And I, I don't, I, he doesn't want an answer right now, but he wants you to go home, go away. And coming into 2020, for Glory City, Melbourne, I know what my answer is. I don't want visitations of his presence. I want him to inhabit this church. I want him to inhabit the people in this community.